How do I pronounce your <coughs> Go Hill. Go Hill, yeah. yeah. Thought so, just had to make sure. Kind of How do you pronounce yours? I say Lachman myself, yeah. but I think it's like Lockman. Lockman. Why have you... Oh, why 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 have I why do I say like like why do you say it different to what you think it because that's how I read it yeah <laughs> that's, that's basically it okay ready yeah hello and welcome to episode 16 of the third wheel I'm one of your hosts Aaron and I'm your other host Hamish and today we are joined by Akil Gohill do you want to tell us a bit about yourself hi guys my name is Akil I am a history teacher and also a fitness instructor and yeah just general Bhangra enthusiast Really, really excited to be here. I've heard a few of your shows now. And yeah, just excited for this. Yeah. How you been? We haven't really... I can't remember the last time we spoke. We've probably not for a really long, maybe second year of uni? Yeah, maybe. Second, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Second year. Maybe even... It must be, there might have been something. Maybe like something third in third year, year yeah. Just like... Because um, I recall in my fourth year, I definitely, at some point. So out, like out of fourth year. Yeah. I didn't know until like just before this that Akil wasn't actually there for out of fourth year. He was just... Yeah, I didn't think he, he was just about... Yeah, I was just, I was just always about you. <laughs> no, I used to come up quite a bit um, in fourth year, mainly because I really missed it. But also a lot of my friends were still there. So it was it was a nice excuse to go up, see them, but also still kind of feel a little bit connected to Warwick. But actually, I was interesting. I was listening to, I think it was in Z's podcast, where he said the same sort of thing, where he hadn't really, there was no point where we were like ever introduced. Yeah. I'm starting to think that's just how yeah, yeah, I yeah, met yeah. everyone. Is that, that, ever. is that just you now? <laughs> <laughs> like I never introduced myself to everyone. We just... Just that guy. Yeah, yeah I, I don't really know. I remember, I think, for Armina, we probably yeah. like met each other probably first time. Yeah, not really sure. I think I have this distinct memory of like one of the first nights of Freshers, or oh, second God. nights of okay. Freshers. <laughs> I mean, not, this isn't a distinct memory. I don't know why I said distinct because I can barely remember it. But I remember sitting in the hallway yeah, of I remember this. Uh, JM2 yeah. with Armina and some other guys what is and JMT? i think you were one of them and like jay yes um, it was me and actually i think one of my friends who didn't even go to warwick but actually, yeah that rings a bell he'd yeah. come up just because his he started the week afterwards He's my best friend at school and we're like you know we're moving in now to come up for freshers for the weekend and i'd sort even with armina at that point i kind of knew her through other friends but you know, when you get to uni, you don't know anyone it's like anyone that you kind of know now becomes sort of a, a good friend <laughs> yeah um and yeah, it was really weird because in that first few days, I actually spent quite a bit of time either in the evenings or like just during the day at her halls, which is that morning too. And I thought, oh, you know, cool. I'm going to see these guys quite a bit then or whatever. And we'll be like really good friends. And then within, you know, a few days, you don't really see them every year. <laughs> you see them again. <laughs> yeah, you guys... I don't know the next time I saw yeah. you after that. <laughs> <laughs> but what, that's all the freshers really, isn't it? You meet all these people or you just get chatting to people out on nights out and you just think, right, cool. These are my friends or... This is yeah. it. This is set, and then you. Especially you know, a union, like really eager kind of thing. And Jack Martin too. For anyone who's not from Warwick, is a accommodation block on campus. Oh yeah, sorry. I thought I thought <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like, <laughs> saying, I, was like <laughs> I thought I was explaining it by going from yeah. JM to Jack Martin, but because no, yeah. Aaron was at JM too, so I had to just make sure. People yeah, if, if you know, you know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you, what did you study at university? History. So yeah, straight history. How was that? It was really good. Really enjoyed it. I think Warwick's really good for history. In sort of the the league tables and whatever, it's you know. It's, decent position nothing amazing but in terms of like the, the modules they offer second year third year it's such a wide range it's not just sort of european history which a lot of places are so like even in my first year actually i did a couple of modules on bits of african history and then second and third year kind of specialized a bit more in parts of indian political history and i just really like that i thought it was it was different it's what i enjoyed 
more than just kind of repeating the same things that you learn at school just in a bit more depth. But yeah, no, it was good fun. Limited contact hours, which I absolutely loved. Um, <laughs> it just gives you so much time to then do other stuff as well. Um, so I don't know, it's weird. When I think of uni, I don't really think of history. Like that was a small part of my uni experience, I think. Whereas for other people, perhaps even you guys, I don't know, a lot of it spent in, well, not labs, but doing stuff, doing sort of projects or whatever, where you're constantly surrounded by people who are doing Komsky or your, whatever your degree is. Whereas for history, I think it's got quite different. Whereas, you know, an essay or whatever you're doing is, you're pretty much doing it on your own. I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed studying it, but it was one part, one small part of an overall kind of Warwick experience. Yeah. I think social society stuff as well was a big part of it for me. Was this like history society by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> um, not massively. I, I wouldn't, I didn't really go to any of the history society events except like right at the beginning of first year. Because again, you know, you're eager to go to everything. Bangra society is what I've probably most invested in over the period. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, so that's how you two met Hindu society. Yeah, Hindu society. And I just remember you guys giving like the talks to one of the more people who would like, if there was like teaching, I think Garba. Yeah. And Garba is oh, like an Indian <laughs> I've never done it in my life. So when when Akka was teaching me, it probably made life a bit easier. But I think he still probably expected me to at least know a little bit about it. Yeah. <laughs> What's a... Uh, Gaba. I don't know. You think you're better to explain this one? It's a um, so it's a sort of dance that is most commonly associated with Gujaratis around the festival of Navratri, which is sort of a nine days festival. And the Garba itself is just a dance. And I remember this because we'd I'd been to a few artists because my friend Niam was running them, and they'd basically I think it was in third year. They'd asked me and Shaley to to teach people how to do Garba, and I thought, you know, brilliant. I I teach Bangra. At this point, we were teaching our classes and I thought, brilliant, I can just, it's the same thing. I love doing Garba. I've been doing it since I was, you know, really young. And Shaley's the same, like she teaches her, or she was teaching a bit of classical dance at that point. And we're both like, what a wicked experience. We're going to do this. We're going to smash it. At the end of it, everyone's going to have this amazing sort of ability to do Garba, just like we thought we could do as well. And we got, we, we got up there and we started it. And we, it was just so <laughs> different to what we were expecting. And you get people like, you know, like you said, Hamish, that, have never done it before. And we kind of went into it with this expectation that because everyone was sort of at Hindu society, they would have had some experience of it. And it just, it wasn't quite that. And our teaching was awful. And I can say that now. <laughs> I don't think it was actually. No, awful. it was atrocious. It so was, this is first year you were teaching? No, 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 like, no. It was third year. Like third year. Yeah. 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 Oh, like oh, our God. third year, which is like oh. <laughs> 16, 17, 2016, yeah. 2017. Yeah. It would have been late 2016, I think it was, because it, it was just mm -hmm. before the the Hindu yeah. Sox Central Zone uh, mm -hmm. Garba, which is really good fun. And I mean, some people came up to us at the end saying, oh yeah, thanks for teaching us this. And, you know, we learned this or whatever. And I, I assume they were just being polite. But yeah, it was awful. It was, it was true. <laughs> it was just, we had a good laugh doing it. Yeah. But no, it, was, it wasn't quite quite as strong as we expected. But actually, that's why I remember, I remember when we, you came to the Garba as well. And <laughs> I, um, you, you you needed an Indian outfit, right? Yeah, so I was just going to come in with like a suit or something. Yeah. Like something, like, you know, like a standard casual outfit. Tuxedo. I don't have any, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any like traditional attire or anything. Yeah. Because I'm barely going to any sort of, you know, traditional event or wedding or anything. Yeah. So there's never been the need for me to buy it. Yeah. And then I was just like, and then you were just like, no, what do you mean? you got to have it like Akil. I mean, so the Akil, someone was like, Akil has a spell. I'm like, I don't want to just ask someone for this. <laughs> and then I could just suddenly like... And you do really know each other at this point. I mean, we've kind of like... We've been at, we've seen each other a few nights. Yeah. And okay. stuff, but like, 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say like I would be. I would ask anyone, anyways. Like for for me to ask, just like yeah, I could do. I wasn't like too close with at the time. I was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. And then I, I could <laughs> offer it. I'm like, I could, but like, like how, like how does this work? Like, don't you need one at all? He's like, no, nah, I have spares. I'm like, okay. And then he had one in my. <laughs> Who is this guy? Like, multiple <laughs> outfits. <Yeah. laughs> what kind of person is this? <laughs> so he obviously had because he's basically the same size as me. So I just borrowed a green outfit. I believe it was. Yeah, probably. And then we went to the Garber night. Pretty good night for the most part. I stepped out when it because it speeds up, so it starts off very slow. So I was jokingly doing the Millie Rockin. Um, <laughs> Is this the one where you got bats? That's there's two. Oh my <laughs> you God, got so bats. Like, like you got like sticks. Sticks. Yeah. So for the first part, it's just kind of like you're doing dances around in a circle, mm-hmm. and like Kemi said, it starts off really slow and kind of builds up speed, and then the second half of it is with those. Bats. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What's, what's the extra term for You're going to get sued for this. <laughs> um, they're called dandia. I don't know what the uh, yeah, the equivalent would be other than just sort of sticks. But yeah, the second part is kind of when you're in lines, you're facing each other and doing it with sticks. Okay. Um, yeah, it's good fun. You should come. I feel, uh, look, I don't know. I f- did I at one point try it? I don't know. I feel this I think you definitely tried, sounds familiar. I think you'd have yeah. tried Bangaran, but not. Like, I feel like I did went to something where there was something Garber. Was it like a family or like know, uni? No, no, at uni. At uni? No. Yeah. I mean, if you'd been know. at uni, you'd have been there as well, right? Yeah, but then that's the thing. Aaron's never been me to any Hindu sock or those kind of things. I remember him being at like a Bangra sock like night out, but that's oh, about yeah. it. Oh. I think, I think I that's what he's referring to. <laughs> I don't... I, it no, was, no, it wasn't. It wasn't... The neon night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's not the night I'm talking about, but what was that called, night called? Which one? The neon Bangra Indian... There was like a... Basically, the, why, <laughs> why is this ringing no bells? Because um, you were definitely there. I remember seeing you at this night. It was like, I remember Neon upstairs was fully booked for like the Asians. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. And then it was a mix of like Afrobeats and, yeah. <laughs> and like Bollywood, Bangra, etc. Yeah. But I don't remember what the night was called. So I'm sure someone's just going to call it out on here because we don't remember this. I have no idea. No, no idea. But anyway. But yeah, but yeah w- so wicked so for coming, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then afterwards, I think this is probably what Akio was going to refer to. So because I'm still probably like this, yeah. Like I didn't <laughs> like I didn't understand the concept, like this kind of concept to a uni, I guess, like where you kind of borrow and then it's like not maybe not in a favor, it's just like out of a good goodwill. Yeah. You kind of just like lend yeah. it. But so for me, I was like, yo, how do you want me to get this dry cleaned or like wash? Because I don't know what the washing machine <laughs> settings are for this and I can't see the sticker. <laughs> and he was like, no, no, don't worry about it. Just give it back. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, so I gave it to him with like a five pound note in it because he was like literally being adamant on not having it. And then he was just basically, no, 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 don't take it. Take it. You give it to charity. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what's this guy doing? I'm just going to borrow it. It's but fine. I'm not wearing it at the same time. It's really not that deep. Yeah. So like th- that concept was obviously like foreign to me. So like I understand at the time if I may have, hopefully I didn't offend you at the time or anything. It's just like I didn't understand no, that you didn't concept. Offend me. I thought, yeah, it's nice that you would kind of sh- like yeah, yeah. give something in return but I was like because I would have really not that deep just take it yeah. so I wanted to like wash it but like you said no, um, don't worry about washing it or like wash which I'm like must be like special dry clean or something so I'm trying to figure out I'm like, not gonna lie I mean it's probably probably not been washed since oh, fair. <laughs> may, may, may have been worn multiple times since yeah. no I don't know I'd borrow again just... if you want yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did we do in the end I don't remember if you 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 took the cash because I, I left cha- the chaplaincy because I only came for the prayer Cause, and we got told we were being too loud because I yeah. remember we, we went outside to talk <laughs> about this everyone just looked through the <laughs> curtain yeah there was a bit of gap wait that you just yeah, we were having this debate like, was getting a bit heated heated debate yeah. I want to say heated I would say it was like a bit of a standoff 
me being stubborn <laughs> yeah. and them lot like, trying in, to be nice. In the championship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> With a proper like Asian sort of, it's like, you know, the end of a, a dinner where everyone kind of tries to pay for it. I don't know if it uh, happens to you lot. Uh, yeah. In my family, if we go for like with multiple like other families as well, everyone tries to sort of be the big man and pay for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, Mish, don't be a big man. Just, just say <laughs> you'd have to pay me money for it. I always remember going to those like family dinners and I was just always to like my mom and my dad like, why offer? Like if they want to pay for it, like it's, it's chill, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit back, be like, all right then. <laughs> um, but no, so yeah, you mentioned on the bit like how, so you was teaching yeah. the dance routines yeah, and that you'd already been teaching Bangra. Yeah. So when did that start? So joined the society like pretty much the first, like first couple of weeks there at Warwick. What's the society called? The Warwick Bangra Society. Yeah, yeah. At the time, literally hadn't done much at all. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed listening to the music and like a wedding and stuff. I'd done a little bit, um, so I thought you know it'd be, it'd be a cool way to meet uh, other people and just have a bit of fun, do a bit of exercise, uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. And then second year, kind of got a bit more involved in the society, and we performed at a competition, which was really cool. Took like shit loads of practice, and hours and hours went into it. As Armina will probably tell you as well. But then third year, we kind of. So the people who'd been running it beforehand had graduated at that point. And then we took over the society. So yeah, so we used to teach these weekly classes and you didn't really need to have any experience to be there. A lot of people didn't, but it was just, it was just good fun. We had like an hour, hour and a half in the, in the I remember this so clearly as well, the Warwick Ikea rooms. I don't know if you ever went in there, in, in the student union. Yeah, yeah. They were downstairs. Oh, the bread. Oh, I remember, My yeah. favorite Blow restaurant on campus, which is the bread oven. Um, oh, wow. Which did the best sandwiches. So we used to go in there, sort of dingy little room, but we had mirrors there. It's quite nice. Uh, and teach these classes. And yeah, I think, I don't know at what point I started enjoying teaching them. It's just kind of been like, oh, I've been part of the society for a couple of years now. Let's just. Was it just because like you guys are like the most senior? Yeah, at that point. And I did, so, I mean, we were on the exec and I, I say that in very mm -hmm. loose terms because it, it wasn't really an exec of that in that sense. We just kind of all had good laugh doing it and did a few bits here and there. And then so I, me and one of my other friends became again loosely president of the society and so yeah we just, just really enjoyed teaching people and it was yeah like i said mainly a good laugh and then when we came, when i came back after uni um i did a year or so of just traveling around a little bit and then when i started work properly i just thought i want to i want to carry that on in some capacity and i thought i can either then go and find classes around here and there's nothing that close about a half an hour drive or about 20 minutes or so and i thought i'm going to be then paying for petrol there then pay for the class just as learn some routines, which will be good fun, but it's a little bit of an, it's a little bit expensive than uh, week on week. So I just thought, why don't we, and my friend Niam as well, who's part of the society with me, we just thought, why don't we just do our own classes? I literally sat there one day just thinking about this. And then I think, I think it was Niam who initially said it. And then from that, we're like, yeah, calm, done. Then mm -hmm. like a month later, we had a business set up running. <laughs> and before we even really stopped and thought about any of sort of the commitment that this would be, mm -hmm. we kind of, started it and just thought shit right we've, we've, we've got to carry on with this now um and it's now been about a year or so since mm -hmm. year and a bit and yes yeah, so now we run our classes every week really good fun and we've built a nice little community well kind of getting there but like we went out last week for our christmas social and there are a few people there who've been there for quite a few weeks now and come quite regularly and it was just a really good laugh it was really nice we met really cool people through it so yeah it's just been it's just been quite good but it literally all came out of absolutely nothing so yeah so you danced your way into making yourself a company oh, yeah sorry, pretty I much just have to play with the words there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just looking for that yeah, <laughs> yeah so 
Um, this company is called Job Fitness. Yes. Also, and it's based in Harrow. And you are starting in Croydon, from what I've seen in one of your announcements. So. Yes. So for those of people who, I guess, don't know what maybe Bangra is. Yeah. So if you want to just explain and how Job Fitness comes into it. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm going to read out our official description on the Instagram page. Because, we. I mean, we spent a fair bit of time doing all this at the beginning. Yeah. Um, again, when well, we weren't really sure what we were committing to. But... So Jab Bhangra Fitness fuses fitness and upbeat Bhangra to produce workouts designed for cardiovascular fitness, conditioning, and full body strength. So Bhangra basically is just high energy, upbeat music, but also dance. Comes from North India, Punjab. And yeah, it is, it's, uh, most people often associate it with the, the dance they sort of do in weddings and receptions and the awful sort of screw the light bulb. Pat the dog. That's um, Aaron's favorite. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just my like. Go, like I, d I don't. Yeah, I can't. I took do that from it, him. Like, <laughs> so I, I grew up in a very British yeah. kind of lifestyle and yeah. around a lot of British people, and that was always what they like. Do you mean English? Or British English? Yeah. Like, technically, we're Brit we're all British. Oh, we're all British. Okay, yeah, English. Are we um, not technically English? <laughs> Too many technicalities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> White. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was always something they made the joke to me or something yeah. or say like, uh, to the libel pet the dog. I just thought it was funny. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I just go with it. Yeah. What does um, JAB stand for? Um, a lot of people ask us this. So what does it not stand for? It doesn't really stand for anything. I mean, once we kind of had the name, we were, we were looking for kind of something short and snappy and we played around with so many ideas and most of them when we looked back are absolutely nonsense. And I can't remember, I, th I think you were someone who's not even really associated with the, with the company at all. There's a friend of a friend or someone who came up with the idea, who came up with the name. Um, and it's just sort of, because the dance comes from Punjab, it's just the second half of that, right? Just a jab. And it's just something short, something snappy, though, something you can kind of like just use quite a bit on social media. We just didn't want anything too long. And we want it to sort of be like a term similar to sort of Zumba, which is kind of the ideal that we were following. So Zumba is obviously dance, fitness yeah. combined yeah. and it's huge. But it, it started off in very much a similar way. So we wanted something similar because we're not just doing Bhangra, we're not just doing kind of fitness. It's a bit of both. So it's just just jab. Yeah. So take this, look at it from like a timeline point of view. Yeah. So you graduate from uni in what year? In 2017. 17. And then you said you like took a bit of a break? Yeah. For how long? A good few months. I mean, I didn't start work properly until April... 2018 okay and but this wasn't even like a few months to like think of this project no no this was this a few months just... to go traveling yeah it's one thing i really re regretted not doing before uni was take some sort of a gap year it, it was one of those where it wasn't really ever presented as an option so and i just i love traveling i went to vietnam was the first kind of place that i went to where i was sort of backpacking i was away from family just me and a friend going and it was eye-opening it was really really good fun and I just thought, shit, I want to see, I want to see more of the world. Because everyone always kind of says, oh, you know, when you start working, then it's going to be kind of repetitive and you've got to wait for annual leave or whatever, all that crap. So I was like, well, I just want to get out and go. And I ended up going to Tanzania, went to India, went to then, and then came back for a little bit, worked for a bit, saved up a bit more money, went out to New Zealand, to Australia, Thailand, Laos, Cambodia. Well, no, I didn't get to go to Cambodia. But yeah, just sort of kind of saw all that sort of on the eastern side of the world, which really, really loved. And I would recommend to anyone at some point before they start kind of properly working to go and do that. And just New Zealand is like one of the best countries I've ever been to. 
I don't know if you've either, either No, I'm not no. in, but I've heard good things. It is awesome. It's just like, it's so scenic. And we just went place to place. We went on one of those um, mini buses where you kind of hop on, hop off. Uh, and you just go city to city and they pr- give you all these kind of uh, activities to try. And there's like, mountains and lakes and all this. And just skydive for the first time. Um, well, which I don't was, know if I do that. I think the, the most awesome experience I've ever had. Oh. Um, and I, is one thing I can say I'm really proud of. I, I've never been scared of heights massively, but I mean, it's something different than to kind of chuck yourself out of a, out of a plane. <laughs> yeah, um, there's levels. <laughs> yeah, many, many levels. But it was, um, it's really funny because I got in the, by the plane, it was me, Priya, who's at Warwick as well. Do you guys yep. know? Me and one other, we went up, we were in this plane, um, or a couple of others actually in this plane. And we just thought, like, we're not going to think about this because if we think about it, we're going to start worrying and then we're going to think, what the hell are we doing? So we got in the plane, there's a tiny little plane which takes you up, however many miles it was. And we just sat there the whole way, we were just talking, cracking jokes, and it worked. We didn't didn't have any idea of how like how much time had gone and how high we actually were. We got to the top and the guy was like, right, who's jumping out first? And we thought, oh shit, we actually have to, like, <laughs> we're committed to this now. And I can't remember who went first. I think I went last in the end, just because you know, I was being a gentleman or whatever, not because I was absolutely <laughs> bricking it. Um, you should have just gone last and yeah. then be like, okay, no, actually, yeah, this. just fly us down now. Uh, take it back. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like 45 seconds of just free fall uh, where you're just screaming and your face kind of like pushed back. Mm. But it was amazing. And then you stop and then you're just kind of really slowly falling down once the parachute's been pulled open. And like in one view, you can kind of see the sea, the greenery, the mountains and then like the the glaciers in the background as well um so it's a really cool like panoramic yeah wicked experience no that sounds great so yeah you were traveling for like a few months yep and then you started a job yep and then how did that progress from like starting your job to thinking of jab so i started april 2018 would have been and as a teacher you obviously get summer holidays and I just found that I had a lot of time in the holidays. I did a bit of work, kind of preparing for September. Um, I don't know who I'm bullshitting. I did, I did very little work. <laughs> I'm about to interview here. Um, I did, yeah. Um, and I was just thinking over summer thinking, right, I can I can do something else. I want to, I want to do something. That's why I was thinking about the dancing or whatever. And around that sort of time, Niam then graduated from Warwick as well. Right, Over yeah. summer 2018. And he didn't start his job for another few months as well. And we were both just chatting one day and then, I think it was October 2018 we started just as sort of let's just see how it goes and we weren't too sure how it'd be so it was it was, it was really good at first because he wasn't working at that point a lot of the admin and the setup stuff uh he was able to do and then more of the fun bits we do together um so thank you for that um <laughs> but it, it became the biggest kind of challenge when we both were at full-time work and it sort of is is not just the the kind of the initial fun stuff and the excitement of setting something up, but it's actually like weekly commitments. You know, you got to try and make money. How you're going to boost that every time? How you're going to keep your social media presence going? And that was actually in that first bit when we were both working was really really tough and very time consuming. And you kind of feel like you're running around everywhere. You're doing late nights just to get everything kind of ready for that class. Um, but once we kind of worked out how to fine tune that whole process and make the most of the time we were doing it together rather than just sort of piss about for a few hours and then think, shit, I've actually got work now. Yeah, it just, it just went really well. And I, I think now we've we've got it kind of 
really nicely laid out. We know exactly what we're doing. But the whole the whole way through, the one thing that was the same was like the classes have always been good fun. And I've, I mean, you've all trekked it here today. So you can definitely <laughs> check it on a Thursday evening after work for a class. What I think that's kind of like similar to us on the podcast kind of thing. So I've not been working like yeah. a full-time job. Hamish has been. So I guess I've been able to do like a lot of admin stuff when yeah. he's been at work. But then we still record it. And then hopefully when I get a job, that might be, I know it might become a bit more difficult. Like yeah. then the time commitment comes in, like, as you said, and stuff like that. So do you have any like advice? I, I, I think the best thing is just get into a routine with it. And like, mm. if you say like every, I mean, I assume you do most of your recordings on Saturdays or yeah. weekends. As long as you have just some time dedicated to that every week and you know that you're going to then see friends or see family or just relax and read a book or whatever it is you do outside of that. You, you have like allocated time for all of it. It's much easier to sort of plan it. Whereas if you just do it all ad hoc, it works for a little bit, but then it can very quickly kind of become quite overwhelming, I think. Yeah. But also actually, I think the key thing, because there's two of you, mm-hmm. just as long as you're both kind of constantly communicating mm-hmm. and you're just on the same page, that's the main thing. Yeah. So um, one other good thing is that we kind of sorted out like even like, setting up the comedy etc like yeah. well up beforehand yeah and we have everything laid out so it's just pretty much fill in the blank saying oh this is the current list of people we want to ask next yeah. so this is the potential people we can ask after this episode yeah. drops so we do that so it's pretty much stays in and we try to book people in months like a, at least a month in yeah. advance <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't had it the only i think last minute shocks for us have been last minute dropouts but yeah. we haven't had luckily too many of them Wait, yeah. would you would you do if someone drops out last minute well, it depends it so, depends how last minute it is yeah we, well we've actually we've been lucky enough that when people have dropped out we we're already ahead of schedule okay. yeah so we had like yeah it wasn't like they dropped out and then we missed a week where we couldn't release a podcast yeah. so we were lucky in that sense but then it just halted us being even further ahead yeah kind of thing how far ago? How far ahead are you guys now? Um, this one, I think. So this one's recorded on the third. I think it releases on twenty second. It's the fourth, but okay, twenty fourth, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, um, yeah, like maybe like two episodes or one two episodes. Okay, cool. We try to keep like at least one episode ahead. Yeah, but that get that makes it kind of tough to maybe sometimes talk about relevant stuff. Okay, it's like if you yeah. want to talk about something in the news. Yeah, like when you're talking about it and then it releases, it's like <laughs> not in the news anymore. <laughs> Should we try and predict the future? What do you reckon is going to happen? Uh, World War Three is happening. World War Three is happening. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe off. no one's listening to this. <laughs> um, Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, yeah. So how how can people get involved with Jab? So if they want to just come to the classes, then it's just sort of every Thursday evenings. At the moment, we've got one running in the Harrow Art Centre, which is in Hatch End. Thursday evenings, eight to nine. We've got another one Sunday mornings, but that's kind of for a, a separate kind of private group. But like Hamish said, we're opening a new one up in Croydon. Um, so I don't know if any of your listeners are from Croydon. We do have um, one that I know. Yeah. Shout out if you are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so in the new year, we've, we found a, a new instructor uh, who seems really cool. And then so we're just going to give her our the same sort of track, same sort of workouts, and then roll those out there. And that's that's the long term plan just to have more and more sort of little setups everywhere. And ideally then Niam and I can take a step back from running some of the classes. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. step in as and when we need to or we want to. The good thing is at the moment, if like if one of us can't do it, then the other one's generally always been free. It's never yet been an issue where <laughs> we've both been <laughs> like, I can't do it. The biggest problem for me has been either 
being on a holiday somewhere or had a parent's evening at school and you, know, you can't you can't kind of rush from one well yeah. you mean i've had to do it once or twice but it's a bit difficult kind of rushing from one to the other but yeah hopefully hopefully in a few few years time there'll be multiple classes around london and maybe a little bit further out as well yeah what's the age range so it it's it's a mix we either get people who are kind of like our sort of age so in their 20s or we get people who are sort of our parents kind of age maybe just a little bit younger like in their kind of 45 well yeah 45 to 55 kind of age range generally kind of women in that older range but men in the younger range and what about like backgrounds predominantly asian background i'm trying to think we've had a few people but never no sort of regular people who are coming in from different backgrounds that that's our next goal we want want to kind of expand away from just having that sort of asian audience but i mean naturally it's it's easier to kind of reach out to them yeah um sure. it's easier for them to kind of be attracted straight away because they know a little bit more about it and i guess location wise as well yeah probably in the heavy like asian area yeah and same with the next one in croydon it's going to be quite similar where we're doing it yeah but that's um, probably the best places to start anyway yeah. is like your first two kind of branches or locations yeah yeah so one thing i was think is thinking right now that one one way you could maybe get other backgrounds into it is like making them listen to the music first because yeah. i didn't listen to like really asian music before that university but when i yeah. discovered like bangra open jobby music like i really liked it so some of it is on my playlist and stuff and yeah. i still i will still listen to some of it i think it was like fatedo the prophecy and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i'm missing a few names like mickey singh and a few yeah. others yeah and then i was like you know i could listen to this here and there and because it's like actually like good fun as well like and it's a good energy yeah mostly that i can think of and because the only times i remember is nights out but then i'm yeah. like i don't know this song but this this song sounds sick yeah, yeah. so someone tell me what this was <laughs> <laughs> And so that like, maybe you could try just introducing them to the music, like certain musics or based on what they like and yeah. see what, see what happens. But even then, I mean, that is something that we, I wouldn't say we tried to do, we want to do. We've not really done it so much, but finding kind of platforms to do that. I mean, we've done like, we've done little performances in the biggest one we've done was in Brent Cross shopping center. Oh shit. And it's a, it's a really nice, quite a big shopping center. And we were just told they've got, they do a Diwali show there every year. And we were asked to perform there because one of our friend's parents organizes it. And so we thought, yeah, cool. Three of us went down and we thought either there'll be a stage or something or, I don't know, it's in, it'd be quite established because it's quite a big kind of shopping center. But we were literally right in the middle, just in the midst of all the shops. And there were people like literally no further than you are, you and I are sitting like a meter away now. And that's kind of the, the, the radius of the, the, um, <laughs> the stage and the audience were that close. And then you have a balcony and the people just watching from the front there. Uh, and yeah. we're dancing going full energy and there's literally people sitting about a meter away from us. And it's like thousands, well, I wouldn't say thousands, hundreds of people <laughs> there um, just watching this. And it, it, was, it was really good fun. So we do bits like that. And I, I suppose that kind of opens it up to people of different backgrounds. But yeah, other than that, it's, it's, it's difficult to do so when you're also working full time as well. Yeah. Elsewhere. But it will happen slowly. What platforms most accessible to reach out to get new members to join? Does that mean like social media or just like word of mouth, friends of friends? Well, I think social media now, mm. initially friends of friends is the biggest way you set up. Like I remember our first few classes, we had about 20, 25 odd people coming. That's all still of whom, really good yeah, for your first like, few classes. Yeah, it was, it was great. But it was, it was all friends or friends of friends or family coming to support. Okay, yeah. And it was awesome. But it's not... They're, they're going to come for a few weeks because they've got to support you. 
but then obviously they have their own life to do and it's not something that they necessarily want to commit to. Mm. Um, so then I think once that kind of dies down a little bit, social media is what's kind of brought us in the most people. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned before how like a big part of this is the fitness side of it, yeah. like similar to Zumba. Yeah. Uh, what are kind of the, yeah, more like scientific kind of fitness advantages to something like Bhangra? Both to Bhangra and to just like other fitness exercises that we do. A lot of it is cardiovascular stuff. So the, the first half hour is just sort of like, uh, we're doing quite a bit of high energy movement. It's it's very much about just building up that fitness. Um, the second half of it is more to do with sort of the, the the toning of muscles and trying to build that strength a little bit. Particularly the last 50 minutes, we often do kind of ab workouts with a bit of a Bhangra twist kind of, or just kind of generic ab workouts. So you're building muscle, but the main thing you're doing is building your fitness. And I think for a lot of people who come to the classes, it's, they enjoy they enjoy working out and they want to be in a in a good shape or have good fitness, but they don't enjoy just going to the gym, um, mm. or it's a bit tedious or it's a bit kind of a, a little bit. I don't know. You have to you have to really want to push yourself when you're there. So whereas this, they just enjoy because it it's a bit more, it's a bit different and it's a bit of fun as well as the, the fitness side of it. Yeah. How have you found that kind of entrepreneurial aspect? Because now you're you're basically running a business. Yeah. 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 So the switch from kind of just wanting to have fun, like kind of yeah. teach Bangra, and now you're kind of, yeah, you've got business to run, like first and foremost, almost. Yeah. I've loved it. Really loved it. It's um, It hasn't taken away from like the enjoyment of the actual activity itself. Not so much. I think if I was doing it on my own, it probably would have done by this point or would do soon. Because I'm doing it with a friend, it makes it, it just makes it constantly quite enjoyable. So you're, even even some of the, the the long bits where you're doing the accounting or hmm. um, you're doing the kind of the planning stages of how you're going to grow the business, not just sort of let's do a bit of dancing. Because you're always doing it with someone, it, it's just it's good fun. And also you you learn loads from it. So I've I've been able to use what I'm doing here with sort of bits and bobs in other businesses as well. You just learn so much, like things like company house, how to use that, how to do <laughs> taxing, and all, and all this stuff, which is inherently quite dull. But it's just, it's new. It's, I don't know, you just feel like, you feel like you've learned quite a bit from it. Yeah, no, for sure. How have you, how have you guys found that? I, I handle the company's house side of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, oh yeah, I've always hated that kind of HMRC and yeah. yeah, company's house stuff. Just, yeah, just find it boring and just find it overcomplicated. It is. More complicated yeah, I, than what yeah. it needs to be. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's the website that doesn't help. Yeah. Like the website loops you back when you're trying to get through one thing. And it just drives you mad. This is a heads up for any future people who want to start up a company or so. Yeah. That the website will drive you mad, but eventually you'll get there. Yeah. But I think, well, yeah, one of the biggest or main uh, tips I've like read about and like watched videos on like starting a business, just do it kind of yeah. thing. Like, and I think that's something you and Liam both did, like had the idea and then you just kind of like jumped into it. Yeah. And I think it's pretty amazing that you said like first year of uni, you didn't really do any bankrupt. No, not at all. Or like before that. Yeah. And now you're kind of running a business. On it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like pretty insane, really. <laughs> you think about it. But um, is that is that phone noise going to be an issue? <laughs> I don't know. We've got a pretty cool um, house phone ring. We can just wait. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, really quickly. Whilst that was I guess perfectly we're... timed. I know. I know. We've <laughs> got to keep that in. <laughs> yeah, so is there also any other socials you'd like to shout out before? Yeah, our Instagram's probably... Um, the best place to follow us. So it's just at Jab Bungra Fitness. Um, we, we try and, most of our marketing is kind of tailored to Instagram stuff. 
but also it's, I think that's where we post the coolest videos, some of, it of our of our classes and some other performances and stuff. So yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. Classes are seven pound an hour. I can promise you a good workout. Uh, you'll be knackered at the end of it, but also you'll have learned some moves and hopefully had some fun in there too. Have you had any problems? Touch with nothing, nothing as of yet. We, we, I mean, one thing we're concerned about is sort of, especially initially when we have people who are a little bit older coming to our classes, if there's going to be, uh, if they sustain any injuries or something from the class. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not really been a problem we, that we've faced. So I don't, I don't want to jinx anything yeah. just yet. <laughs> yeah, so teaching Bhangra. Yep. You do a lot of teaching. Yeah. I had this real, realization the other day. Yeah. I guess that's a nice thing though. Just teaching. Yeah. That's at least that's a nice thing you can say, like you teach. Like yeah. you teach people stuff. So your uh, your full time job is you are a teacher. Yes. A history teacher. So I teach history and PRS, which is philosophy, religion and science. Primarily okay. history. But in the school I'm at, basically if you don't well in, in most most schools, not many people train to be religion and society teachers. I've never heard of that before. PRS. Do you, did you know some sort of RE or religion? Yeah, we did yeah. RE. Yeah, so it's essentially that, it's but it's with philosophy combined into it. So I, te- I, te- yeah, I teach that to the lower years. So it's none of the GCSE stuff. So I'm not obviously not a specialist in that, but I, I really enjoyed both both history and that, actually. Funny, you have a history of teaching, you know, history and teaching as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <it's> not... <laughs> okay, <laughs> swiftly moving on. Yeah, so what age group are you teaching at? Just um, below GCSE, what's... Yeah, well, overall, so I'm teaching 11 to 16 year olds generally. Okay, it's a secondary school. Yeah. And can you say what school? Yeah, so it's a Queen Elizabeth School in Barnet, okay. uh, sort of North London. Mm. Oh, no, yeah, so this school you also went to? Yeah, to so it's a school I went to myself and I, you know, I really enjoyed my time there. And yeah, so I just thought uh, I've always, I think when I even when I was there, to be honest, like I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And I actually had this chat with my, at the time, my history teacher who is now my sort of colleague and boss. Really? <laughs> and oh, I was wow. like, as, as a joke, I'm, I'm, I mentioned to her at one point that I'm going to come back as a um, as a teacher. And we remembered, she remembered the conversation actually. And yeah, it's happened. That's smart. So yeah, it's, it's nice. So you knew from a really early age that you wanted to be a teacher? Yeah, I just, I think it was like early A-level or like GCSE kind of time. I just thought, oh, I quite like the idea of it. My well, mom, really my mom's either. a teacher. Yeah. Okay. So that's probably been the biggest influence. But I mean, I like a uni, you kind of, fleet with other ideas and you think about different options and then eventually I kind of settle back on that yeah um, and no regrets so far um so for you you didn't consider any other option than this but you just went to continue reaching for your dreams you know reach tutors on that <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand how many times that joke I, uh, <laughs> I have to get one on there yeah. that, that makes me the official owner of yeah <laughs> oh man I, that, that yeah. joke has, has been made so many times um but yeah, so no, I, like a uni, you kind of I don't know. There was a point where I got caught up in the whole, oh, you got to be like you got to work in finance or something, <laughs> or like I don't know. Around me, everyone was applying for spring week stuff and then grad jobs at all these kind of big firms in the city, and I thought, shit, I should be I should be doing that as well. Let me let me jump on that one quickly. So I talked in a few applications for like consultancy positions. Not really knowing what 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 they were or what I was going to be doing, and at, at one point I think I was doing my fourth or fifth application. I just thought, like, I genuinely don't care about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not. I'm applying for it because I, I can see people around me applying for it, and I quite like doing those um, aptitude tests or whatever it was that they made mm-hmm. you do. I just I enjoy them. I like puzzles and riddles and that kind of stuff. But I just thought about I thought this this 
to me, I, I find this job a bit, bit shit. So <laughs> I, well, what I knew of the job, I think that's probably more fair. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of thought back to like, what do I enjoy? What do I think I, I will enjoy in the future? Just happen to be teaching. Is that Reach Tutor is your company or is that? Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's me and my cousin who also actually just lives next door. So he is a science teacher. And we've always kind of joked about doing, setting up our own thing and tutoring, but it's never really materialized. He's a couple of years older. So we were just like, we were, we're both now at a stage where we've been teaching for a few years, him a few years more than me, um, but we're in a good position to do it. And we're like, it's not that much extra work for, to do the exact same thing that we do day in, day out at school and get paid a bit more for it. So, And was this, so this was started after JAP? Yeah, this was only started um, a few months ago. So how's that? How's the last few months and been juggling jab, reach tutors, and your full time job? It's been busy. Yeah, it has been. It's been constant. Yeah. Um, and you know there is a lot of late nights, a lot of working on weekends. Like you saw my uh, piles of markings yeah. on the kitchen. <laughs> uh. in. And it's not always like the easiest, but it's you know it's all right. It's um I enjoy I enjoy all three aspects of it, and I'm doing especially well reaching jab both with friends or family. So it's. You know, it kind of keeps you motivated. You can share the the workload. And it is, you know, it's not too bad. The good thing about teaching is that every so often you get a break. So we just mm. had the Christmas break. You know, you get a half term, you get Easter holidays. Summer whatever. holidays. Yeah. And you can plan out a lot of stuff. So with Reach, I kind of use the Christmas holidays to plan out the next six, seven weeks of lessons so that week to week, I don't actually have to do much preparation for it. I think from teaching as well, I've, I was a tutor oh, yeah. in yeah. sixth form. And I think, there is a massive like sense of accomplishment you get with teaching that you don't yeah. probably get with other jobs. Like, especially, so I was a tutor and I was, the age range was, actually I, I did like some A-levels, GCSEs yeah. and like loads of stuff. And then when like a kid you're teaching like does really well or something yeah. or like passes their exam and stuff like that, it's like, it's just a really good feeling. Yeah. Um, which you probably just don't get from, I don't know if it kind of matches the same feeling as like me making a website and that website going up. <laughs> like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, big, it's like not the same, huge. but it's, it's not the same kind of feeling. Like that's a good feeling for yourself. But yeah. then when you're teaching someone, it's a good feeling for yourself and for that kid and yeah. kid's family and stuff like that. <laughs> Would you ever consider teaching how to build a website? I mean, I, th I feel like I teach you a lot. Yeah. So yeah. How do you like, is that a big reason for you like going into teaching? Yeah, I think so. Or if not a reason why I started, it's kind of a big, big part of the job that I enjoy. You do, you don't always get that feeling. I think with, with tutoring, you can kind of see it more obviously right in front of you because it's often yeah. smaller groups. And with like classroom teaching, it's like there's 32 kids in the classes. So mm -hmm. it's, you don't always see it quite as, quite as quickly as quite as often. But I mean, for like, for the first time, I've got a, I've got a year 11 class this year, which I was teaching in year 10 last year. So their entire GCSE, I've I've taught them. And so they've just done their mock exams, which I'm marking at the moment. And actually reading their work and like seeing them write down stuff which you've said and, you know, they clearly take a note of and it. The progress. Um, that's quite satisfying to see. Yeah. And the, yeah, the progress from where they were this time last year to where they are now is huge. And fingers crossed they do well in summer in the actual exams. And I think that will be the biggest kind of moment of, you know, I've, I've done something worthy Somewhat. Yeah. What's the age range at Reach Tutors? Same, same sort of age range. We're doing key stage three GCSE A levels, so all secondary school. Okay, I guess so. Barnet isn't too close to here. 
Uh, it's not too far. It's about. Would you have kids from that like, you teach in school also go to Reach? Uh, no, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no reason for them to or or not to. So basically, on Reach tutors, you can accept people from any school. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone. So Generally, we get people living quite close to us. So we do our, we teach our classes just down the road, about ten minutes away from here at Noah Hill High School. So we get a lot of people from like Pinner, Harrow, Kenton, Stanmore kind of area, North West London. And what's the background of them as well? So when I was a tutor, I found that the background was very heavily like Indians, Africans, like families. Yeah. Like wanting to, yeah, try and get their kids into like a grammar school or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Our, our, well, our group are not so much getting into schools because they're already at the schools. Um, but yeah, same sort of background. You just find that they want to, well, families from that kind of background tend to value education a bit more. Or place a greater importance on education, kind of push it a lot more with the kids, which obviously is good in some ways, can be, you know, quite pressurized in other ways. Um, but yeah, generally tends to be like that. Yeah. And then going back to QE, how have you found like, is there a lot of teachers there that did teach you? Yeah, when I started, there were quite a few. And like two of my colleagues taught me at A-level, one of them was my form tutor. And like, oh, funny seeing you here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, especially when you start, like everyone asks you that question, everyone kind of makes that joke. Uh, both at school and outside, and it, it, yeah, it was it was, a, it was a bit weird. Did they make the joke in like a like a bad way against you, or like a good way? <laughs> I don't think it was a bad way. Um, <laughs> okay. like, like, like what you did back here, like get out, kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, there were a few other members of staff who had also used to go to the school, not quite as recently, because it was only about four and a bit, four and a bit years from me leaving to me actually going back there. Yeah. So actually, the, I mean, the weirdest bit was that. Not so much the, the the teachers, but there were students who had been as old as sort of year nine who were there when I was still there. Yeah, and maybe like their brothers and sisters or something. Yeah, yeah. Or do you have like friends who have younger brothers and sisters yeah, who are like teaching yeah. kind of? And that's a little bit. That's a little, well, it's not, I, I don't teach them specifically. But see them around. But you kind of see them around. Catch them on a the playground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's weird because a lot of it is folk, like when you first start in teaching at the moment, a lot of it's about safeguarding, right? And you have to make sure that all your social medias are like you're on very private. private settings and on Facebook, on Instagram, all of that. But then you think I've got friends whose siblings are who, who I follow. No, I've got friends who I follow. Yeah. Um, whose siblings could very easily have access to that kind of stuff. And I mean, no one really does anything. Mm -hmm. It's not really been an issue. I suppose there's more an issue the other way around if you're like following them. But yeah, it's a uh, it's, it's it's been good fun going back. But how is like being someone like so young teaching? in a school where like they're not like, that much younger do you get that kind of same like respect do you think yeah i think so um or maybe even more so because you can maybe relate to them a lot more it, it, yeah it, 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 i don't know it's very dependent on the student and also kind of what year group they're in some of the older ones perhaps it takes a bit more kind of like you have to maybe do a bit more to get their respect some of the younger ones because there is a bit more of an age gap it's a little bit easier but i've, I've enjoyed being able to go in because you can you can Obviously, when you're teaching them, it's quite professional. And it's obviously, you've got to get through a certain amount of content or a certain amount of work in a lesson. But how you deliver that is, you know, it's entirely up to you. You don't have to necessarily be mm -hmm. quite distant or quite strict or whatever. But yeah, there are, there are, some, there are some classes where, you, where you're able to kind of, sh like, use the fact that you're a little bit younger, a bit more. Whereas some of them, you have to kind of step back a little bit and say, that actually, I'm, you gotta, you've got to pretend like there's a bit more of an age gap between you to get that sort of... Not so much respect, but just the fact, just, just to get them working, I think. Do you think you can teach anything else other than history and 
P R S A P S E. I forgot what it was. Um, in that, would I like to teach something else, or could I? Uh, let's go. We do both. Do you? I, would you like to? You. Not nothing else like academic. I think. I think I'm happy with this. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to teach something random and different. I don't know what as such. I actually know. I do know. That's a lie. I, I love like board games and doing riddles and that kind of shit. Um, as you can see from like the leftover of Christmas kind of Monopoly and Monopoly deal around here. So like teaching people stuff like that or I don't know how you would teach yeah, I don't I mean, know, like, I mean, maybe that's more just kind of <laughs> playing that sort of stuff. That could be like some, I don't know, some game theory stuff. Like, and, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff I enjoy. Yeah. I like at primary school when it was like raining outside, you had to be inside. So like they they had like some board games per class and then you had yeah. to play board games. So like know. a club. Yeah, it wasn't a club. Like when it was raining, you weren't allowed out, so you had to stay inside. Yeah, and it was probably the most miserable thing as a child. Oh, really? Because you wanted to be out. Yeah, and that that was basically it. So when you're stuck inside on a rainy day, you're just there. You you basically (laughs) had lunch, and then you're back in your class. Yeah, it's it's just that's it. No pressure. Do you remember when you're teaching? Do you remember that you learnt it? Like in the same place kind of thing. <laughs> that, that I have had that a few times, yeah. Or like I've been talking to my like other teachers in the history department about about a, a topic or just asking them a question about something. Mm. And I remember them kind of, them being the ones teaching me that in the first place that I got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, that, that would, I mean, that would have been a, bit, been a bit weird. But I don't think too much has changed. I think what's really cool is now that like the... the Stuff with like ICT and technology has really mm. increased. So at our school, we do a thing called VEX. I don't know if you've come across that. It's like yeah. VEX Robotics, where basically the kids have to like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to expose some real lack of knowledge here. <laughs> um, but it's some sort of coding uh, yeah. of robots okay. to then get them to follow a set of instructions and like do little tasks like pick up this ring and put it on this cone or whatever. But that's like a part of the curriculum now. And so everyone learns how to do it at some level. But you can also go off and like compete and compete like nationally, internationally, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think stuff like that has changed drastically. And we do a lot of food tech, which, and so my school is a boys' school. And when we were at school, I was one of the things I think I would have wanted most, like some sort of food tech. But maybe it was like a stigma around it. And maybe there wasn't just, it wasn't that important, like healthy eating that it is, as it is now. But it's really cool that they do that. So I think those kind of things have changed a bit more. What I teach hasn't really. My school, for example, they teach like coding, like at GCSE. And I was oh, that's like, pretty cool. because obviously that's the only kind of, I only know kind of like, the, I guess, the yeah, maths yeah. and comp sci kind of areas. Well, co- coding something they introduced recently to like a really low, yeah. like age level, I think, yeah. like nationally. Because I remember, I think I remember reading and being like, oh, great. In like 10 years are all going to be better than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> not going to yeah, have literally. a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's like the life, so what's a day in the life of a teacher? <laughs> It's, um, so you, I mean, we start school about 8.30. Mm-hmm. So I get there for about eight o'clock. So, which means it's quite, it's quite an early start. And I'm not one for early starts at all. Oh. Like I honestly can't stand them, but it's, you, you got to do it. So, and then you teach on and off throughout the day. So most days I'll have a few lessons and a few free periods where you kind of get on with work or you supposedly get on with work and prepare like for future lessons or do a bit of marking, drink a lot of coffee. Um, there's one thing I realized. I've, I've started drinking coffee a lot more now. Uh, I never used to be teachers, a tea or coffee. Uh, teacher's room. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Teacher, the staff room. Staff room. Staff room. Staff room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, um, that place. 
teach the addicts <laughs> honestly addicts and i've i'm slowly morphing into one of those um but yeah then you get the, the one thing you don't really get much of a lunch break because you're like there's always kind of clubs or well at least i have quite a few clubs running which i get involved with which because it's, it's a fun different element to it and then school finished for us around 3 30 but you're there most days until at least about five o'clock i'd say right um is that like marking and preparing for yeah yeah. How do you like prepare for a lesson? Is there a lot of you have to research or you have to kind of teach yourself again? For some things, yeah. yeah. Um, especially in your first year. Because in most cases, you reteach that stuff the second year. You yeah. should have that knowledge. But I mean, I suppose a lot of that stuff I did myself at GCSE A level or at uni. But yeah, you kind of recap it. Some stuff I've taught, which I've, I've literally never looked at before. Hmm. Um that's always quite good fun because I mean, and sometimes the kids ask ask you a question, and you think, "Shit, I have no idea." <laughs> um, like nine times out of ten, I'll I'll say that I'll be like, "I I don't know," but we can find out, yeah. and that is the best thing to do. On the odd occasion, you kind of just you blag something. Have um, you, yeah, okay, I was going to ask. Have yeah. you what's, the, what's the biggest lie you've told someone whilst teaching? I don't think I can expose that. I don't think I can expose. I don't, I don't think I know. No. I he hasn't told no lies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tend not to. I tend not to lie. I mean, and especially if it's something like quite big or quite fundamental. Okay, yeah, so non-exam stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there have been there, <laughs> there have been occasions where you kind of know. Like, let's say, I mean, you you prepared for the lesson, but you, you may have done that somewhat in advance. So then, and you get a chance to look at it briefly again before you go into the lesson. But not always. I mean, just something always pops up. So if you're there, kind of last minute looking over it, or you don't get, you don't get a chance to do that then stuff you kind of like just about recall in the lesson, but you, you don't know it 100%. Then you kind of begin to blag somewhat. And that's what I find I find myself doing a lot earlier on. Not so much anymore. I'd like to think I'm a, I'm a legit teacher now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, there's only so many times you can say like, oh, I don't quite know the answer. I'll, I'll find out that at some point you just think just... Just give them, a, give them an answer and they'll be happy with it. But I'm not, I'm not saying that. That's what I, I do often. Yeah, that's not advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just going back to Reach Tutors, how can uh, people find you there? Once again, Instagram, best place. So it's just at Reach Tutors. Or we have a website as well, just www.reach-tutors.co.uk. I found myself forgetting the dash quite often as well, early on. <laughs> I'm thinking, shit, where's our website gone? <laughs> Links in the description as well. Yeah. <laughs> so was another part of Reach Tutors... Like you really liked the starting your own business with Jab. Yeah. And then this kind of, it, I think I feel like it gets a bit addictive. It does. Like I've, if you go in my company's house, yeah. I don't know, I might have like five things on there. Like none of them are really successful. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like started so many things in like, I don't know, the hope one pulls off. But um, yeah. I remember like at uni, like juggling like three at a time or something. And yeah, there's definitely that addictive kind of element, I think. I don't really know what about it, but yeah, something. Are all of yours in a similar kind of field? Yeah, so they're all like, not in a similar field as in, they're all like startups, yeah. like tech startups. Yeah. But like one was to do with food, one was to do with social media, yeah. one was just to do websites in general. Okay. Are these all ideas that you had yourself or like people have suggested or? More suggested, yeah. yeah. But then I still was like, oh yeah, yeah, let's do it kind of thing. So I do. What's the um, prices for reach tutors? So currently we do one hour, so twenty pound an hour. If you and we say we do maths and science. If you want to book for both, it's eighteen pounds per hour. Okay. 
Um, and if you book for five weeks, you get a 10% discount on top of that. Oh, the deal's right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively on the third wheel. But it's not exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you quote the third wheel, you uh, <laughs> take the piss off. And, uh, <laughs> and where's that? That's based here. In That's based Harrow. in Harrow. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Are you planning to open up anywhere else? Like Croydon, for example? <laughs> <laughs> just for completely just follow the reach, the, the jab. Kind you of go jab first and then... Yeah, dead reach. Yeah. Yeah, reach. <laughs> or, or the other way. Really should be reaching first. Um, <laughs> no, I... Maybe, maybe in long term. At the moment, it's just kind of establish ourselves here first. Get a few other people teaching it, perhaps. And that gives us then the freedom to... Or a bit of time to then exp explore new places. I think at the moment it will be in this kind of area if we do expand rather than going out to Croydon because we can manage it a bit more. But yeah, maybe, maybe hopefully in the future. I yeah. think like if I had anything to teach, it would literally be like computer science related or maths related. But I think that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. But yeah, I don't, I don't see my, well, computer the, science could be a big one. Big one issue is though, like I swear a lot in my usual, what, what do you call it? Is it like dialect or like? What life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my life. <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> in front of like, I guess kids under age 18, yeah. The parents probably don't want to hear someone swearing. Yeah, you really don't. And it's, <laughs> it's very, very tough. Like, Just make sure it says on the website it's explicit. Yeah. yeah. Explicit <laughs> lessons only. Yeah, so like, like I remember like on public transport, if I see like like children around, I'll try to like dim it down or I'll yeah. try to just stop talking as soon as I yeah. want to swear. But like it's really tough. So I, I don't know if that would also work for me at all. Like, yeah. I, I, it may I, be easier for me to like make a YouTube video. <laughs> Or something, and then sort of edit and out then, the swearing, yeah, and then upload it as needed. You know, like, but I can't see myself doing it in person. Even though I think that's the kind of best way of teaching. Sometimes, yeah. I don't see myself doing it just because of my swearing issue. Unless it was. Do teaching. you really swear that much for it to be that much of an issue? I think, like, when I'm under that kind of yeah, pressure, then I think I would. <laughs> on the podcast, I try to cut it down. Yeah, <laughs> I think shit. <laughs> yeah, so on the podcast, I try to um, cut it down as well a bit, so it's a bit nicer to listen to. Yeah, um, just because I feel like constantly listening to swearing, like just randomly when you're starting to like I don't know like you're starting to forget or starting to become maybe a little bit anxious but yeah but I think also like people listen to podcasts are generally mm -hmm. going to be uh, over 18 yeah, yeah so it's not too much of an issue yeah I've just tried to just I think it's just a self-conscious thing at this yeah, point yeah. even when I'm editing I'm like why do I swear so much I, th I think <laughs> self-consciously though if you were tutoring like a group of kids you would you wouldn't swear I would definitely try like that's why I said like on, yeah. in public areas I definitely try to or I'll tell I'll be like like nodding like Krishna will eat, don't swear. Yeah. <laughs> like those kids next to us. Yeah. But then, then the thing is when you tell that someone, they're like, oh shit. That's the first thing they say because that's your natural reaction. Yeah. It's like, that's why I, I wouldn't consider teaching anytime soon. So I, 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 if you're teaching I, I that age group, like the same yeah. age group, yeah. they're, they're swearing anyway. Yeah, but like, the, you can't yeah. be doing that. Yeah, like imagine the parents drop in for one lesson, bro, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like if their parents come in for one lesson, they hear you swearing, they're like, I'll be like, oh. I'm just relating to them, you know, <laughs> speaking their language. But it's, yeah, but I think I think kids would relate to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, mean, I say the word shit all the time, mm -hmm. just in my, well, in, in life, as you put okay. it. I, um, I definitely remember in like secondary school, if a teacher swore, it was like funny. It was like, yeah. oh, it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you also don't want to get a reputation. No, no. We definitely did have teachers who had that reputation. No, that's quite funny. I've sworn once in class. I've it was like a shit. huge gasp. Yeah, there was. Um, <laughs> but but I mean that, that's the, that's the furthest. I've never said worse than shit. What do uh, your students call you, Mister Cohill, or sir? Well, that must be Is that like a uh, policy, like a school policy? Is that just what you've gone for? Yeah. No. No. And, and they're not allowed to refer to us by first names. Mm -hmm. You get the occasional miss by accident. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. 
I think I've definitely called like male teacher. I've called I've called like a female teacher mum before. Yeah, that, yeah. that's I've the worst, that isn't it? Oh my god, it's just embarrassing. You can't you can't return from that embarrassment, <laughs> really. Yeah, I did that to my Gujarati teacher. I'm she knows my mom. So <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, I'm just like, and everyone just looks at me like, oh no, this is it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is the moment. This is how it ends. <laughs> oh, good. So you do a lot of work, but I've heard on the great wine, as Aaron likes to say, that you're at a relationship a song, you know? at work. Do you know the reference? No, I don't. Uh, so yeah, Marvin you, Gaye. What's the reference? Oh, Marvin Gaye sings a song called Heard It On The Great Van. Don't you know what wanna be man? Okay, yeah, we might have to cut that out. Oh, I love it. No, no, <laughs> no, no, Auto-tune that. Auto- no, let's no. auto-tune that. <laughs> that was amazing. I'd love to see if someone just clipped that up and sent it back. That was actually Gina... In Gina's episode, she said it was one of her like favorite songs. But we well, you you, don't listen. I mean, no, it's just that I don't know <laughs> the artist too. But all I know is one song called "Ain't No Mountain High Enough." How did that go? Aaron, if you need me, call me. No matter where you are. Okay, yeah, let's go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get Hamish singing there as well. My 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 head is so thrown off to the singing. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were talking about you heard something on the grapevine. Oh yeah, yeah. So that you're in a relationship and you are yes. at work with a with a person you're in, with, with a person you're in a relationship <laughs> with. That's getting edited. No one knows. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know where you heard that, but that is not true. <laughs> oh, I, so oh, the notes was relationship and work. So I thought it was like. That's probably my own. I, I just want to clarify title. before before, oh, before, just, before yeah, my I, girlfriend yeah, knows that there was a there is no relationship at work. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Don't know which great fight he's hearing this on. Yeah, this um, is a bullshit. Oops, this is a error on my part. Yeah. If, if we leave that in, that's an error on my part because I copied and pasted that into the from my own notes. <laughs> I mean, even I didn't hear anything on the great fight, but I know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't dig into his background. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I guess having a relationship at uni. And then switching up and going into work. Yeah, it's um, it's brilliant. I don't know if you've met my girlfriend, Shaylee. She was at Warwick I as have. well. Obviously, we talked about I think they're pretty much at the same times as yeah. probably I met you. Yeah, it's good. We started going out in third year, approaching our third anniversary, actually, uh, in February. Uh, which is actually not very far off when this will air, I think. Um, oh, anniversary well, special? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> third wheeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was good. I mean, I started university in a relationship with someone else from like school going into there. So actually, there's not very much of uni where I was single. Well, about a year or so where I was single. So it wasn't. It was, I mean, I'm not the kind of like, oh yeah, let's go uni and just kind of like constantly just get with people or whatever, any, any of that mm-hmm. shit. Just never, never me. But yeah, but like being in a relationship is cool. I really enjoy it, and it, it, it's it's great with Shady because we were friends for a big part of uni before we started going out. So we were we were actually on the same Bangra team in first year and it's really weird because we, we we never spoke so we were on a team and with like Armina and other people as well and and Tam and we, I was really close to all of them and so was she but we just never we just uh, for some reason we never really had a conversation that mm. either of us could remember and there were only like eight people on that team so I, I don't know where we went wrong there <laughs> um, but I mean I always tell her she was just like you know she's just just too too embarrassed to come up and, and chat to me. That's what it was. It's yeah, too yeah. too too intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> she strongly suggests otherwise. But then we there was a really weird period before we started going out where like all of our friends would constantly talk to us about the fact that we should be going out. See, I'm I'm like I, I'm not that close to you guys, and like yeah. I don't know you too well, or didn't know you too well at uni. 
But I think even I thought that. I can say that's what I probably thought that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't think the people we just, no one wants to really intrude. That's really your business, isn't it? So like, no that one people really... intrude, man. Well, I, don't, I don't know if um, at least not from our end. Or I thought yeah. that I just assumed you were together. Yeah, yeah. More. I think a lot of people did, um, and I think it, yeah, it's a nice thing. It shows that we, we we were spending a lot of time together as friends, and we actually were then living together in third year before we started going out. So there was a nice point at sort of beginning of second year where I got to know her and then a lot of my other friends who I'm still friends with now who I kind of met through her and then lived with it in third year. So yeah, that was cool. And we, we just, I don't know, our timetables kind of just worked. We'd go into uni together. We'd have le- separate lectures, but at the same sort of time. And then we'd both be at some form of dance, heard it in classical meeting, Bhangra. And then we'd like go to Hindu stock stuff or whatever it was. I think it's but nice. Yeah, it's had... like similar interests, yeah, but not the exact same. Yeah. So it's not like you're spending twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. Thing, which can become like overwhelming. Oh, I don't know. But I thought at some points it was pretty much like, apart from when we were like going to sleep in our separate beds because um, <laughs> we weren't going out. It was like we were pretty much spending the whole day together. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really nice. Like we we didn't really see it like in that sense. It was just we were just having cracking good band the whole way through. That's um, no, nice. So yeah, it was nice. So how does the timetable work now? Like we've already spoken a bit about how you're balancing like multiple jobs. Yeah. So how's that and a relationship? It's um, it's not it's not as tough as I thought it was going to be. Uh, when we left uni, obviously the, the last part of our, well, the first part of our relationship, we were living together already. Uh, so you're seeing each other all the time. Whereas our biggest concern was then having left uni, how's that going to work? Uh, and she lives in Croydon, which isn't a million miles away, but it's also not like around the corner. So it's another yeah. country, trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a chap there, though. Yeah, it has got. It, it's, oh, yeah. it's coming soon. Coming yeah. soon. And but I mean, it's, it's only about an hour or so away. And where she so she works in Camden, uh, which again is like an hour or just under an hour from from here or from work as well. So we make we make it work. I mean, we we see each other at least at least once a week. Most often, it ends up being that we will see each other one day during the week and then we'll, one of us will spend the weekend at the others that so she's here quite a bit or I'm down in Croydon quite a bit so that can sometimes be a bit more difficult to manage with then doing reach and with jab because with both of those you kind of have to be in a place you can't just do it remotely from a laptop but we make it work yeah it's been all right so you said that in third year you used to like basically have the same time table then how did it turn into said relationship like, who, did, you, did you make the first move? Did you make the first move? What happened? It was, well, you don't have to tell the specifics, just like... I'm diving in here. I'm not going to get into Like, just no, what? No, it was... Um, what transitioned? I don't know. It was... It, I think it was just constantly being with each other um, and having a really good time and being told by a lot of people that it would, like, you should be together or you are together. And I think initially we kind of just kind of were like, no, what are you on about? Like, don't be silly. Mm-hmm. Like, we're good friends. Like, we would never be going out. But I think if you spend that much time with someone, uh, you often tend to end, like, I think it's difficult if you're both single in particular and you're spending that much time together, it doesn't always stay platonic. I think it's easier for it to yeah. build into something. I mean, I I, I made the first move, mm-hmm. but it was, there was a long period where we were both kind of making a first move, but not really. And both really unsure about how the other was going to respond yeah. if a first Don't move was made. friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And also, just you, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> but in the end, we it just it just kind of naturally worked. It made sense. Oh, that's nice. I read the view in a in a relationship that you 
care to share about? I spent too much time with Aaron. We yeah. like, we, yeah, we we have this, and then we have another company, so we just have too much time with each other. I wouldn't say there's even relationship time in my life. <laughs> it was like a Drake interview that came out recently, and I was okay. discussing this with someone else. Like, if I was to be in a relationship, or it be anyone other, it would be like that. Have to be like, like I can't be like pulling over like completely. Like Jay put it on perfectly. Like he's he's at the wheel of a ship. Okay, and. He basically can't. I'm not saying I'm Drake. Just oh, this is a recent interview. That recent did. interview that okay. dropped, and he was like, "I don't really have time to like pull over and stop. Like, I need to keep going yeah. for whatever his reasons were." And in a similar way, I'm thinking the same because essentially it's like three jobs that I have right now. So me making time, I make time for my social socials and friends already. But yeah. if I was gonna make time for that, I need someone to be already on the same wavelength. I can't be just like, I need to cancel my Saturday third wheel um, recording session. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen, <laughs> like realistically. Heartbreak for Aaron. I don't know, I'm cancelling it first thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> if the podcast ever stops, you'll know that Aaron got into a relationship. Also, you say you're not Drake. But as you said that, you put your hood up and Did started I? talking. <laughs> no, I just put it up just because like, I do this a lot in the podcast. I usually have my hood up. Why? I don't, I don't know. I just, it just happens. He just thinks he's gangster. Right? Yeah, fair. I don't we all. Yeah. <laughs> Living in a gangster's paradise. Yeah. yeah. How did uh, you feel when you got that lyric wrong? It's a few episodes back, but yeah, bad. Are you going to sing that one for us? Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, you got a few weeks to this uh, episode releases, so you could be in a relationship by them. you got high hopes for me. <laughs> Always, man. Always. <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Aaron? Do you want to expose yourself? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> well, yeah. So okay. yeah, I guess we'll move to some more... Nice stuff, I guess. Akil's a nice person, so he also does charity work. And all you've done a bunch of charity work in the past, I believe. Yeah. And yeah, I guess if you want to just touch on a few things or some of your favorite pieces of charity work. Yeah. Best thing I've done has been sort of being involved with Project Care, uh, which is sort of a UK-based charity which develops schools or helps to develop schools around less developed areas. So where I've been involved has been in sort of North India. Um, but they do loads around India and Africa and, and think other parts of Asia as well. So I got involved at uni where they have a thing set up where you have a group of people from Warwick University and a few people from Nottingham University working together to raise money. I think each person has to hit sort of a target of maybe six, seven hundred pounds. And then you get a chance and all that money goes to the school. And then you get a chance to go out to school and see actually where that money you've raised is going to go to, what it's going to help with. Um, and you spend two weeks at their school teaching there, helping the students and just sort of chilling with them, chatting to them. And it was the most amazing experience. I went in my, for the first time to the school in Manali in North India. And it's like surrounded by mountains everywhere. It's not too far off the Himalayas. It's the most stunning setting. And you go to the school kind of at the valleys of all these mountains. And you get these kids who are so grateful for everything you've done for them so far. Even though you've not really met them, but they know that you've kind of raised this much money or whatever. That's why you're there. And they're just really cool kids. And it's been so much fun. So I went back again. I loved it that first year. And I got a chance to teach, which at that point, I was still kind of umming and ahhing between whether I was going to go straight into teaching or do something else. So um, that might have been, was that like your first experience of like teaching like a class? I, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. And it, it was it was a cool way to do it because you're only there for two weeks. There's no sort of like pressure to really teach anything. Hmm. Um, and they have some level of English. Of understanding of English, and I have some level of ability to speak Hindi and understand Hindi. And I thought my Gujarati would be amazing. I can go there, I can speak to them in Gujarati, 
not one of them spoke a word of Gujarati. And, and why would they? It's a complete different state. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, you know, it's, it, there'll be enough similarities there to kind of make it work. But yeah, you go there for two weeks and the group I went with were really cool, really cool people. I'm still friends with quite a few of them. And then I got the chance to go back again a second time and sort of lead the group. Again, split between Warwick and Knott's. And it was just, it was just amazing. And actually Shaylee came on that one as well. Uh, although we weren't going out at that point. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was really, really good fun. And we went again earlier this, well, earlier 2019. We went in April. Um, as a part of Project Hair? Uh, well, as sort of alumni kind of a Project Hair. Okay. We went for the same school, did the same kind of, ex- had the same kind of experience, but just on our own accord, uh, just the two of us. And that was amazing. And it's just, it was nice then. There were kids there who, because so the school there runs from uh, nursery up to sort of the equivalent of year 10. So there were kids who were then in year 10 who we'd then seen since sort of year six, year seven, and then again year eight and then now in year 10. And you kind of see how much they've changed and how much they've developed. But it was a really, really cool experience. No, it sounds really cool. We had uh, got a friend who went on it. Yeah. Yash. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know. Was he in the same year as yours? I don't know if he went the same year. I think he did, but he went to a different different place. He went to a place in Gujarat, in Burj, where actually the Gujarati would have been useful. (laughs) Um, But yeah, same exact same concept. Um, also, you don't get to choose if you get to go to the Gujarati one or the other one. Well, you know, you put in your application which one you'd prefer to go to. I just, I put Manali because I thought it was something different. Um, and a few people had recommended it to me from, who were a little bit older. And I, I just loved it. And that was, what was that first year of university? That was at the end of... Second year of university. End of second year, I think I did it. And then again, end of third year. And that was cool because, so that that point I went end of third year, we graduated in July. And the trip was in October, in September. And in between, I then did a, the pretty much the exact same thing, but in a school in Tanzania for six weeks through Warwick. It was a charity called Warwick in Africa. A bit more established and quite a, a little bit bigger, but essentially the same concept. But that was six weeks worth of teaching. And that was probably a bit more of an accurate representation of what I do now, day to day. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is it similar to like teaching in those countries and those places and those schools? Is that similar to like teaching at QE? Uh, somewhat. I think the the kids are very different. Obviously, there when you're not, you're only there for a few weeks, so you're not can't like ex- build a relationship. You can't, yeah, we, we were able to do that a bit more when we returned a few times, but even then, it's maximum of six weeks. Mm. But they're they're a lot more sort of grateful and respectful out there than they are here. I'm lucky <laughs> that the school I work in, the kids as they go are pretty good. Is and it like a grammar? Private? It's, yeah, it's, it's a grammar school, but the, the kids are generally very polite and very well behaved, mm. um, and they respect you quite a bit but not the case with most schools in the country um and having spoken to a lot of teachers about their experiences elsewhere you know it's very very different and uh, so i think that's probably the biggest thing between teaching there and here no that's awesome is there anything that you're working on currently like charity or any upcoming ones that people could maybe donate to or something or maybe help you out in i'm not sure if there's anything like that it's been difficult i've been doing stuff at school so at school we run actually a very similar kind of thing to project care which i was involved in when i was a student and it's called the Sai school appeal so we raise money for a school out in India, which QE kind of helps to fund. So at the moment, I'm kind of getting a team of students to together and we're going to raise money for that. But beyond that, not not doing much else at the moment. I, I should be. I want to be. Any suggestions for things that you've done, maybe? No, that's that's actually one of my New Year resolutions. Oh, yeah. To do some sort of charity work. Yeah. Or volunteering of some sort. Um, just because I really haven't done much if any like in the past yeah so it would be nice to do something i don't know what though yeah i was thinking like if i was to do something it'd probably be a run but then i just remembered that 
The only other time you I think I mentioned it. So the only other time I did any sort of like, I guess, teaching was like when I was made like a work experience at the place I work. And then essentially just, I kind of just taught them saving interest and stuff. Okay. But I wouldn't say like I've actually done any sort of raising money for charity or anything. All I do is yeah. just donate when friends do it. So like, for example, when you would post the link just donate that's it that's like that's my charity work thank you very much for that (laughs) (laughs) that's like my charity work done because i don't really i don't know i just haven't seen anything fit for me yet maybe but maybe in the future i would but it would have to it would probably involve me doing a a marathon of some sort yeah but i can't think of anything else for the time being i think i want to find somewhere where it's not so much you're just kind of constantly just raising money Mm -hmm. but like you go and give a bit of your time and do something a bit more Mm -hmm. meaningful i think even if it's like Mm -hmm. A couple of every every so week, every few weeks you go and do it. That'd be cool. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so I think it's time to round up a bit. Okay. We got our final questions. Hamish, you go for the one. I haven't got anything in front of me, so I don't know. <laughs> Why <laughs> is that mine? <laughs> oh yeah, yes, might so. do. <laughs> so the first question is, what's next for you? What's next for me? I think at the moment, like the things that I'm doing at the like currently doing, just expanding. Hopefully, so both the businesses, so reach and jab. Expanding, growing bigger, getting new locations, new people in. So that's sort of outside of my main work. That's the biggest thing I'm focusing on. And otherwise, just in school, just keep on doing what I'm doing. Possibly get a few promotions. I don't know. Hopefully. But push for that kind of stuff. But otherwise, I think just more of the same, really. Nice. Same question is one thing you wish you could change in the world. Yeah, I like this question. I think, well, there's a lot I would change. But one thing I've, I've it's sort of been apparent more recently is these like kind of perceptions that people have of sort of the way you should your life should be going or things that you ought to have done by a certain age just i think in recent conversations i've had it's come up a lot that oh you know i'm I'm now this age i should be in a relationship or Hmm. i should be on a job with this kind of salary or i should be in my own flat stuff like that and you see it a little bit at school as well with students thinking i should be wearing this kind of coat or i should be doing my hair in this kind of way or whatever. And that's one thing I really hate. And actually more so speaking to family and them having ideas from when they were younger, growing up with perhaps not in this country. And I I just hate the idea that anyone's life should be going a certain way or at a certain pace. I just think your life is so independent, so different and so unique that there's no kind of right answer to the way things are going. Yeah. So that is one thing I hate the most. No, I like that. I'm, I think I'm pretty guilty of that, like myself. You could have like parents who I'm like, okay, this sh- you should be yeah. doing, going this way. But f- for me, it's more like myself being like, kind of thought like, oh, I'm 24, I'm still living at home, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I should like. You're 24, or okay, no, I'm not 24. I'm 23, okay. but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, I meant like by the time I'm 24, 24 yeah. like maybe I shouldn't be living at home yeah. and all that. But um, yeah, I've just like had like thoughts like that, yeah. like not necessarily like. And like care that much, but yeah, it's just there have been thoughts where I'm like, mm, okay, maybe I shouldn't think like that. But do you, do you think like that about other people? Oh, like, no, oh, you no, look no. at you look at him no. and think, oh, he should be doing this. No, I mean he should be doing a lot of stuff. I don't think no, I don't think I've actually ever thought that about someone. Maybe, yeah. maybe towards my younger siblings a little bit, okay. but then like my first younger one, like I wouldn't really. Yeah, like I know he's got he's got his head screwed on correctly, so it's all good. I don't really need to. I can just check up here and there, like. But I don't really tell him like, oh, you should be like in a relationship because I was yeah. like, 
I hate getting told that from my parents as well. Yeah. Like, or like their, you know, relatives who are like, oh, why isn't he getting married yet? Because everyone's getting married at age 18 yeah. that they know in their community and whatnot. I'm just like, age 18, like, I was starting uni at age 18. <laughs> Do you understand how young that is? Yeah. So obviously, I guess it's a bit of mindset as well. But yeah, like I try to I try not to do it, but I do acknowledge that you should be going for certain goals. I'm yeah. not, I don't set like the age limit though. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand because like obviously they grew up in a different time where they, yeah. even though they actually got married when they were older than me right now. So they can't be using that with me yeah. as far as I'm concerned as well. How much older? Like a couple of years at Ooh. least. Time's running out. Time's running out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not as deep because I think a lot of people's parents, I guess in their community also would have been married a lot younger. Yeah. So like maybe like at eighteen or like twenty, and then yeah. for me that's just like I was just like no, nah, I just want I just want to be like at uni. I was just like I just want to have fun. Like how, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you can't have fun in a relationship or being married or so. I'm just saying player. <laughs> no, no, I was just like I can't see myself just being in a relationship and forcing myself into these things because ex- into another schedule, especially that young. Yeah, man can't be tied down. <laughs> just remember these comments yeah. <laughs> okay you want to go for the final yeah. question and the final question is what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience if any not uh, like not there's not one experience that kind of sticks out but i've had a fair bit of it of just general third wheeling experience because at uni we like me and shady were in a, in a, in a friends group where there were maybe five six of us that would hang out fairly often when we were then started going out, inevitably, like if there were just three of us from that group hanging out, they would then almost the dynamics kind of change a little bit. Yeah, and we try not to, and it generally it didn't change too much. But I guess you could class that as a third wheeling experience. But it was funny. We used to have like kind of different people would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm the I'm the best third wheel," or "I'm the <laughs> yeah the bigger third wheel." But I mean, there's no kind of one moment which really sticks out. I mean, this has to be my favorite third wheeling experience. Um, you get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, as long as it's for good, good reason, we'll take it. <laughs> cute, cutest couple I've met. Oh, okay, no, <laughs> okay, that's, that's not good. We'll leave that <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we've got a call out, so you can call out someone to come on the podcast. Can I call out two people? Even better for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, number one, I would say Shaylee. I think she'd be really cool. I think she has a lot to talk about in her life. Um, so I'd pick her. And secondly. I don't know if you guys met her at all at university. Jeevan Candola? Doesn't ring a bell. No, so she no, was... Apologies if yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she's listening at this point. Hi, Jeevan. Um, no, just... I think she does lots of really cool stuff with her life. She, I met her through Bangra as well. Um, she's current, She's from Wolves, currently living out in Bristol. I hope I've got that right. But yeah, so that might be someone. So yeah, now we have the shout outs and basically you can just essentially shout out like one thing or a few things if you want and we can just post the links in the description and whatnot. And I guess I'll start off and I'll just go with some more music as always. Apart from yourself and Shaylee, obviously. Because <laughs> she's been constantly like, I guess I'm mentioned in this episode, so shout out to Shaylee as well. And yeah, my shout out is going to be for, um, there's this album with Futuristic and Devon Terrell and it has a few tracks such as Amon and so on. So I would recommend that one album name coast to coast it's pretty different from my usual taste but i guess it falls into the general category of stuff i listen to and yeah it's just good vibes mainly the song i'm on link in the description Aaron, would you like to go cool yeah i'm gonna shout out a new channel we just released that's called third wheel clips so we actually released it around christmas time 
well, actually on Christmas Day. So basically, for those who don't really fancy listening to the full episode, um, you should do, but if you don't, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we got a YouTube channel where we upload like three clips from each episode around time varies, but some are five minutes, some are 10 minutes, some are 15 minutes or whatever in between, um, or just like three like good portions of the episode. So go check that out. Also, just one more thing to add on. We do actually leave timestamps in the description for those of you who want to skip to specific bits um, in case also going to the clip channels for too much effort for you for some reason. <laughs> um, so yeah, just go ahead and do that. Don't forget to subscribe when you're over there. But we recommend, we recommend uh, listening to the full episode because we're great <laughs> as well. So do that. <laughs> and, and yeah, Akil. So music firstly, perhaps the expectation to do something Bangla related, but it's you get to a stage where it all sounds pretty similar. Um, <laughs> so my shout out is going to be actually to an Indian singer. It's quite established. Rahat Fateh Ali Khan, who actually I went to a concert of his pretty recently um, and loved it. And it was brilliant and listened to his stuff all the time. Um, so that'll be my music shout out. In terms of just one other thing then on Instagram is a page called Mana Goshala. Is basically my cousin runs it. It's a page well it's, it's to do with sort of it's like a, a cow sanctuary where they treat cows quite quite well and it's at the temple um and he's become heavily involved in that so okay. it's great things there and the page is pretty cool as well so i want to shout that out wicked and um of course it goes without saying Thank jab bangra and reach tutors Love all it. that stuff will be in like the description or show notes below so wicked. go check them out too so yeah cheers Akko, for coming on um coming on to the episode and for hosting us at your house and and thank you. Cheers, guys. I haven't done it. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I think it's been a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. Can I ask you one last question before we finish? I don't know if I should have oh, said this earlier. Yeah, oh, depends ahead. on the question. <laughs> <laughs> who's been um, Who's been your favorite favorite guest? Um, check out our end of year awards to find out till episode 12 who we considered at least our each of our personal favorites. Oh, interesting. We but if you don't want to check it out, section. mine was Gina. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mine's will be on the Clips channel, yeah. so. <laughs> It should be out by the point this is on. It's from Z's episode. So I oh, know what I'm saying. Mine's you. Oh, mine's you. Yeah. <laughs> Next one, you could be in it. Yeah. <laughs> up, up, for, up, for, up for the running. And sweet. Yeah. That's it, guys. Thank you for listening. And yeah, sweet. Follow us on all our socials and we'll see you soon. Have a good day. See you. See you. Bye.